Hi, and welcome to the Bible Belt Bros, hosted by Luke and Daniel, where we call to the church to stand up and step out in obedience to God. Thank you for tuning in today. We're excited to have you here. I hope this finds you blessed in the Lord, and without further ado, here is this week's episode of the Bible Belt Bros. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Bible Boat Bros. I hope y'all are doing all right, staying gnarly, you know the usual. Hey, hey, hey! Everyone, I hope you're having a fantastic day today. Before we get started, though, we have a new sponsor, and we just created a new advertisement. It is wonderful, so we're going to send you that way now. Are your hairs too long? Yes. Do they get in the way of your day-to-day activities? Yes. Do you need a haircut by a trained professional who's had countless minutes of experience? Yes. Well, look no further than Lamar's Barbershop. Where? Well, he's right here. Oh, hey, Lamar. What are you doing here? Hello, I am right here. You are right here. Hey, while you're here, can I have a haircut? Well, of course. I got a haircut. See? I can get a haircut. Perfect. And always remember... The Lamar's Barbershop Guarantee. Shorter hair guaranteed. Boom. All right, we're back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that. Go check out Lamar's Barbershop. Uh, Find them on Instagram at clamarland. And today, we have a special guest. We got Hannah Davis with us. Hey, what's up, guys? And so today, our topic is evangelism, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. And for this week, I'm going to hand it to Luke and Hannah, and they're going to kind of run the show this week. Sup, fam? So, we out here. But, like Dana said, evangelism is the focus today. So, Hannah, what is evangelism? Well, evangelism, I guess in the simplest definition, is sharing the gospel. Um, And I think evangelism can be um, to believers and non-believers. So... I think there's lots of scripture to back up what evangelism is, why we should do it, and what we should share. So we're going to kind of dig into that. Cool, cool. Daniel, would you mind reading the Great Commission? Yeah, I got you, man. So in uh, Matthew 28, starting in verse 18, and Jesus came up and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Cool. Um, and if y'all, y'all have been listening to the podcast, and so y'all know that's really the root for why we share the gospel, um, because Jesus tells us to. And there's no question about it. It's not like we've said the past couple of weeks. It's it's not a choice, not something we can just pick and choose what we do. It's, it's a command. And it's something we have to do, whether – we're overseas or whether we're in Starkville or on campus or anywhere we are, we have to share the gospel. Um, I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 21. If you know BSU Evangelism Team, this is our core passage we use. So I'm going to read that real quick. And it says, from now on, then, we do not know anybody from a worldly perspective. Even if we have known Christ from a worldly perspective, yet now we no longer know him in this way. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and see, the new has come. Everything is from God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. 
That is, in Christ, God is reconciling the world to himself, not counting the trespasses against them, and he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And the ministry of reconciliation is what we are called to do. It's to awaken the people the people who don't have Jesus to um, tell them that they are apart from God because of their sin and they need to be reconciled back to God. And essentially reconciliation is restoring friendly relations between the two parties and bringing them back to the original relationship. And as we know, sin messed up that relationship. And so we need to let people know that their relationship with God is is screwed up because of sin and they got to they got to fix it. Um, um, but Hannah, can you read Romans 10, 14 through 15? Yes. Um, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. And so how does it play into why we share the gospel? Yeah, so this passage is just, um, it really kind of moves me because I feel like mo- a lot of times we kind of put the mission of evangelism on um, people in ministry um, or we just say, well, someone else will do it. But I think here it's like, how are, how are people who do not know the Lord and are not Christians, how are they going to know unless we tell them? And that is, you know, our jobs as Christians is to go and to tell them. And um, how, you know, it just, how do they call on God um, if they don't believe in God? And how do they believe in God if we don't, if we don't share how good God is and share the gospel to them? And so I feel like it's just a beautiful charge to share the gospel with people who do not believe. Yeah. And so we know pretty much what evangelism is at sharing the gospel. We know why we do it with the Great Commission and with Romans 10. And then there's also a big question because a lot of times we really don't know who we need to share the gospel with. Um, but essentially, it's anyone you see, anyone you look at, because either they, like the people you look at, and whether you're in the store, at work, or at school, or whatever, wherever you are, they either need to know Jesus or they need to grow in their faith, one or the other. And just a simple conversation can let you know where their heart is, where it lies, and then turn it into what kind of conversation you need to have with that person. Whether it's, here, let me tell you the gospel and how you could be saved and how you could be reconciled to God. Or, here, let me tell you how you can grow in your faith and maybe start a discipleship process or get plugged in with a disciple, with someone to disciple them. But either way, you got to get to know the heart of the person before you just figure out who to, I mean how to share with them, and then, of course, who to share with. You share with anybody. Um, but one thing we've talked about at the BSU a lot is our Oikos, Oikos, right? Oikos map. And that's really just essentially the people, like people you think of at the top of your head that you have, like feel like they aren't saved and you there are people you really need to minister to. And then once you write those four or five people down, you branch out three or four people from them and say whether they're friends of the family, brother, sister, whoever you want to put down. And through your ministry to those core people, they can reach those people on the outer edge of the old cost map. And that can just continue like a rippling effect. Um, we called it uh, 
disciple cycles in, in the BSU and discipleship training and and really just it starts the ripple effect where one after the other after the other, more and more people get to hear the name of Jesus. Um, but one of the problems like we've seen with evangelism is, is a lot of people don't know how to do it. Um, and there's several different methods on how we can through the three circles or Daniel knows one pretty well called the, what is it, C2C, Creation to Christ, C2C, Creation to Christ. And, I mean, honestly, you could just probably Google something like, how do I share the gospel? Mm-hmm. And it's as simple as that. There's the Romans Road. There's John 3.16. <laughs> um, pretty yeah. much anything in the Bible can point to Jesus and can point to the gospel. Um, it's that simple. And you really don't have to know much. Like, for example, Paul right after he got transformed on the road to Damascus, he immediately started to share him. And of course, Paul was a Jew, so he had knowledge of the laws and stuff, but he didn't really know like the work Jesus did and that he still had to learn a lot, learn a lot, but he immediately started sharing. And that's the way we should be. And we all have our testimonies. If we've been saved, we all have our testimonies, we all have our stories and no one, no one can ever take that away from you. Um, you have that and that's your experience and that's your testimony. Um, but in this episode, we're going to talk about two different like types of evangelism. You got pushy evangelism, which is not ideal. And you got loving evangelism, which is what we want to do. So Daniel, what would be your definition of pushy evangelism? Oh, with pushy evangelism, uh, with that, we're looking to, to, you know, force, first of all, force the gospel into somebody. And, you know, whenever, whenever we tell someone they're being a bit pushy, in the context that they're they're it's almost they're not physically but they are uh hypothetically you know just pushing on us and and shoving us around it feels like they're they're not letting us even breathe uh with that and so when we're pushing when we're forcing the gospel onto somebody you know we're, we're just sharing it uh not so much as if it's truth because it, it, it is truth but if it's you know if they don't accept or believe this truth that that you know it, they can't make the de- the decision for themselves that we have to make that decision for them and that's what we're doing in uh, in pushy evangelism you know is there anything you would add to that definition or yeah i think pushy evangelism i think one thing you have to look at is the heart behind the evangelism and so i think with pushy evangelism your um your heart is going to be um very hardened and very judgmental um, so you're kind of being judgmental over people's faults, um, people's sins, and you, um, kind of come off as holier than thou, um, instead of going, um, instead of going at it at a point from a perspective of grace and a perspective of love. And I think the pushy evangelism people get, can get really bogged down and just like, you did this wrong and you did this wrong, you did this wrong and sin equals death and, and sin equals going to hell instead of um, also adding in aspects of love. And we'll talk about a little, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so essentially pushy evangelism is bad. Um, so Hannah, I'm going to start with you this time. What would be your definition of loving evangelism? Well, it's like I kind of mentioned, loving evangelism, uh, first of all, you know, comes from a heart of not judgment, but from a heart of almost um, sadness and sorrow for um, the non-believer. And it's kind of like y'all's theme verse is, you know, 
we're not doing this to like, you know, Paul is saying, I'm not doing this because I'm being judgmental. I'm doing this out of great sorrow. And I think if we start seeing, um, you know, we know the effects of sin and we know how it is to be separated from God. And so loving evangelism, first of all, stems from um, a love for people and a love and a sorrow that sin brings into life and, and wanting to um, bring life into a sorrowful, broken person. Yeah. Daniel, do you have anything to add? Or uh, Yeah, I mean, remember that... Um, you know, first, the important thing to remember is anything. Uh, while we were still sinner, sinners, Christ died for us. Uh, and it's written in Scripture. Um, knowing that 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 we were once we were we were once sinners, um, you know, and coming in like you know, Hannah's been saying, coming from a position of grace uh, and and having sorrow for the fact that there are people who are in our in our lives and in our world who are. Were lost and who are dead and are going to die and spend eternity separated from God, um, knowing that and you know, like I said, coming coming from a position of grace and and you know, sharing the gospel and its truth, um, but you know, allowing someone to make that decision for themselves. Yeah. And it's really just coming from a desire to like bring them to Christ rather than fulfill something in your heart like mm-hmm. i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that loving is more focused on christ changing their heart yeah. um and obviously you know we want to push for the loving evangelism we don't want to be pushy because pu- when you're pushy less people respond and less people are more apt to listen because when you're being pushy even as simple as something like a sports viewpoint if you're being pushy with your viewpoint people are going to kind of shut you down and they don't really want to listen to you they'll listen to somebody who's willing to, I guess, somewhat debate gracefully, but not argue. Like, there's a big difference between debating and arguing. And I think pushy leans more towards the arguing, and loving leans more, in a sense, if you will, towards uh, debating about that. But it's, it's all a matter of are we graceful through it, or are we just calling them out for their actions when they honestly don't know that their actions are bad? And that's the... That's the difference between the darkness of the world and the light of Christ. In the darkness, they don't know what they're doing is wrong. Like in their souls, they they don't know anything different. But we, being the light of Christ, can come in and be like, look, this what you're doing is wrong, but there is grace to cover that. And like we said in episode two, not saying that it's okay. Because sin is never okay. Yep. It will never be okay. But saying that although you have messed up, Christ still loves you and God still loves you in spite of that and he sent his son to die for you and therefore you can be saved from that and removed from that and if you're willing to go go to that level and get real with them and form that relationship it can be so so beneficial and can really turn them over to christ and even if they don't you've still done your part in sharing the gospel with them and you've planted the seed or watered the seed that someone else has planted and at the very least that's still glorifying to christ um and that's still giving god glory because you shared the gospel and it's as simple as that. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that's that for now. Um, you know, we're going to dive into this more in uh, just a moment. For At the moment, we're going to take a quick little break. We'll be back in just a second. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast so far. If y'all have any questions about effective ways to share the gospel or tips and tricks um, about sharing the gospel, 
make sure to ask us on Instagram at Bible Belt Bros Pod. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, gotta go, guys. Hey, what? Welcome back. Uh, hope you enjoyed your little break. Sorry about the little inconvenience there. Uh, Luke and I, we went to go enjoy the nice weather outside, take a sip of water, and we come back in and we see that Hannah just took the computer and started recording. And I mean, I'm sure she said something great. Uh, I guess we'll find out when this publishes. But uh, speaking of both of y'all, uh, I'm going to send it back y'all's way. And we're going to go back into uh, pushy evangelism and loving evangelism. Cool. So the second half is really just going to be more like breaking down in a more like more defined sense what pushy evangelism is and how we're doing it wrong with some specific elements what we're doing wrong and then switch it to loving evangelism how we're doing it right and some elements we need to push for and how to evangelize to people who are lost so without further ado we're gonna start with pushy evangelism and and how we're doing it wrong so hannah's going to get on the first aspect of what we're doing wrong yeah so it's kind of like we were talking about earlier um, coming out of a place of judgment and a place of pride um, and calling people out on their sin. So it is important to have loving accountability and it is important to um, make known the sin in people's lives, but you must do it in a loving manner. And I feel like so many times we call people sin out, but we never um, follow that up because Yes, we are sinners. All have sinned. Um, and that sin separates us from God. And um, separation from God leads to um, death, um, spiritual death and eventually physical death. But um, I think it's just so important to, to realize that calling people out on their sin without following up with the gospel of grace and so be careful not to just constantly um, harass people about you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong, and you're doing this wrong. And you just end up discouraging them so much that they um, are turned off from the gospel. And I think it's also important because if you put all of the weight on sin and what we do wrong, then that may, would make them think that we have to do something to earn salvation and it is so evidently clear that we do cannot earn salvation it is a gift from god and um, it is not by anything any works that we can do and so we cannot clean ourselves up enough to gain god's salvation he um, all we have to do is believe that jesus died on our on the cross for our sins and the rest is um in god's hands and there's nothing that you can do or um, not do to gain salvation. And so that's why it's so important to not just put all of weight on sin and what we're doing wrong because that takes the power away from the gospel. Yeah, so true. Um, and the second one, one of the things we're doing wrong with push evangelism is just focusing on really one of the many aspects of God and two of the main ones we really focus on. And we hit on this with the Cool Christianity episode a few episodes back. But we either focus on the wrath of God, so like Hannah was saying, we call out their sins and be like, oh, you're a sinner, you're going to hell for that. Or you focus on the love of God only and be like, yeah, your sin's okay because God loves you and he wants the best for you and he'll, 
he'll give any he'll he send his son to die for you. And so your sin's okay as long as you come back to him. And that's still even pushy because like, yeah, God loves you, so come back to him now. And like that leaves a lack of understanding of like why he did it and how he did it. And that really just takes away from the full meaning of the gospel because the gospel entails both the wrath of God and the love of God. The wrath of God was put on Jesus and the love of God was shown through Jesus. Um, and you got to make sure you, you get both of those aspects down. Yeah. So that is also an excellent point. Um, another point that, that um, people kind of get caught up on is just throwing scripture at people rather than building a relationship. Um, you know, relational evangelism is probably the most effective um, evangelism that there is. Um, not saying that going up to some random person on, you know, at work or at your university or wherever you're at is um, in vain. It is not. People can come to know Christ through that. But it's also so important to build relationships with people. So instead of, you know, seeing instead of seeing someone, let's use an example. Instead of seeing someone who you know is living in sin, instead of interacting with them and telling them everything that they're doing wrong and just throwing scripture at them and trying to um, do everything in your power to um, essentially save them yourself, how about you invite them to coffee? How about you invite them to church? How about you um, invite them to hang out with friends um, that are Christians, your Christian friend group. And that way that you, you don't just sh share the gospel with them um, through scripture, but you also share the gospel with them through, through how you live your life. And, you know, that is what um, Jesus did. He, he saw people and he took, um, he took people who were sinners and he said, come follow me. He took people who were lost and said, come follow me, come hang out with me, come see how I live my life. And that's so important is building that relationship. Yeah. And another one kind of goes back to taking an aspect of God, um, just focusing on one, but also just watering down the gospel. Um, the gospel is such a beautiful picture of love and of grace and of mercy. And if we water it down, we lose the entire effect of that. We lose the entire story, the entire picture. And it really just focuses again on like one aspect of God, but it also can, make it seem like super appealing. But one thing we got to understand, the gospel is offensive. Um, it does hurt your feelings because it tells you, yeah, you, you, you're, you're living life wrong. Um, and so it is offensive and we can't like pull away from that because that's the true gospel. And we live by that. And we, us three know that for sure. And I'm sure a lot of you listening know that too. But when you water down the gospel, it really just takes away from like how it changes us. And then what, our lives are supposed to look like after because sometimes we can say, yeah, I'm safe so I can live how I want to. And the Bible points out not to do that specifically. And also you can say, yeah, I just want to live my life the way I can. I'll worry about my faith later. What if later never comes? And, and we water down the gospel and we simply wait on the right time when the right time is now. Second um, Corinthians six, two says now is the day of salvation. And it's not tomorrow. It's not Friday or Whatever day comes up, it's today. Um, now is the time of salvation. And then the last one, Hannah's going to hit on real quick. Yeah, so the last one is just focusing on um, the qu quantity over quality um, of the of evangelism. 
So, you know, we so much get caught up in, be, especially me, um, I was the evangelism team coordinator last year at the Baptist Student Union. And one thing that I, that I would really get discouraged on was our numbers. And um, God really convicted me as like, hey, you are not, you know, you're not called to save the entire campus. <laughs> um, you are called to be faithful in the job that I've given you, and you're not called to be successful. So, um, God, you know, if you are faithful to um, share the gospel, then don't get so bogged down on the the quality of people that you're sharing with, but rather focus on the quality of, of um, the way you share the gospel. So form those relationships, share the gospel that is scripturally based, um, really focus on discipling this person. So if they do come to know Christ, focus on forming relationship and, and um, kind of nurturing them and leading them and walking through this new journey with them. And so don't just get caught up in, well, I've never led someone to Christ or I've only led one or two people. You know, that doesn't matter. If you just the ability to speak Jesus's name to someone is amazing. It is such a blessing and, it, and it's not in void. So I just want to encourage y'all to not get bogged down and don't let, you know, Satan um, discourage you in the quantity of people who you're interacting with because it's all about the quality and it's all about um it's all about jesus and if you impact one life then that is a blessing yeah deal uh now we're going to take a look at how how to how, how do we need to do this how do we do it right uh, and i'll start out this one um first thing you know we don't want to force our views on anybody uh first things first we we do speak with authority um one thing we we are ambassadors for christ um, we do want to speak from position of we know the truth, uh, but we don't. We're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna make a decision for somebody. We're not gonna. We're not gonna be the one to say like, you know, I, I'm I'm saving you. I'm here. I'm here to save you. God God does the saving. All we do is we speak the truth. Um, we speak it as we know that as we know it as the truth, um, and we do the sowing and we let God do the growing. Um, that's that's how we do it. Like it. Um, the second one, how to really do it right, to do the loving evangelism right, is to share with love and grace. And it's in the name, loving evangelism. You share with love and you share with grace. And we have a verse for two verses for that one. It's Colossians four five through six. Um, it says, "Act wisely, act wisely toward outsiders, making the most of the time. Let your speech be always gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you should answer each person." And so. You need to be graceful with how you talk to people. Like in the how to do it wrong, we said throw scripture at people and calling out people for sin is wrong. We need to be graceful and tell them about the love of Jesus and how he saved us from the wrath of God. Um, and say it gracefully, but also make sure they know the the magnitude of the gospel and what it truly means for us in our mm -hmm. lives. And um, quit watering it down. Speak the true gospel but speak it with love and grace, but don't compromise the gospel to, to show too much love and too much grace. Show the gospel. The gospel has enough love and grace in itself. So just share that. Yeah. Those are two really good points. Another way that you could, that, um, to do the whole evangelism, loving evangelism, right. Is, uh, like I said earlier, building relationships, um, rather than just sharing and leaving, or as I'd like to say, we don't want to dunk them and chunk them. 
Hey. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, this kind of goes into discipleship. And, and discipleship is um, it's kind of after this person has come to know Christ, let's um, meet with them weekly. Let's um, show them what it looks like to, to live a Christian life. Cause um, we all know y'all talked about sanctification la- or not last week, but the week before last and sanctification mm-hmm. is, um, you know, you're growing and continuing be- to become more and whole, more holy um, because God is growing us. And um, the way we do that is, is through discipleship. One of the ways we do that is through discipleship. And so um one quote I like to say is um, evangelism is not complete until discipleship is ongoing. Hmm. So we need to, we need to disciple and we don't need to just dunk them and chunk them. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Another thing we want to do is uh, we want to adapt the gospel, make it relevant to our audience. Um, You know, don't, don't, uh, when we talk about having different methods, uh, there's a reason for that. You know, people hear the gospel in different ways. Um, you know, if, if I'm sharing to my buddy in class, you know, who, who who's 21 years old, same age as me, who's, uh, you know, lived his whole life in America, never left the country. I'm not I'm not going to share it the same way I'd share it uh, to a friend that I meet in uh, in Egypt, you know, who's the same age as me, who grew up in a Muslim country and grew up as a Muslim. You know, there's different ways I'm going to share it because they see the world differently, and we want to look at people's worldview. Um, and, you know, if you want to know more about that, I can I can always share that with you. Um, we don't have so much time on this episode, um, you know, know, know where people are at and, you know, we, we bring the gospel to people where they are, where they are physically and also where they're at in their life. Um, whether it be they're, they're on their deathbed or, or they're, uh, you know, they're, they're just starting college, just, just starting high school, they're young kids, uh, wherever they're at, that, that's where we bring the gospel to them. And we want to do it in a way that they can understand it. Uh, and it makes sense to them because some people, when we show the gospel with the three circles, it just wouldn't make sense to them. Uh, but to them, creation of Christ makes so much more sense. And they, they, they have so much more understanding of that method of evangelism. And we see that in different parts of the world. And like Hannah mentioned earlier, in the how, the how we're doing it wrong, she said, don't focus on quantity of equality. We need to do it as we're doing it right, focus on the quality of the conversations and the, the relationships rather than the quantity. Cause you can have five relationships with people you share the gospel with, but if you have five shallow versus one deep spiritual relationship, you get to lead that one person to Christ. And when you're over, when you're overstretching yourself, you don't get to lead this five people to Christ. Where's the real benefit It's in that one. So take one or two at a time and don't focus on, Oh yeah, I shared the gospel with like 20 people today. And, those are probably just very shallow conversations. But if you say, oh, I shared the gospel with three people today in my hour, two hours or whatever, the amount of time spent on each of those was much more meaningful and more intentional and more just real um, in those moments. Because if you're trying to get 20 in an hour, that's three minutes per conversation. But if you get three or four, that's 15, 20 minutes per conversation. And the amount of, of wisdom you can get talked out and the amount of scripture and the amount of, um, just God's words you can get out in that, in that longer time is so, so meaningful. Yeah. So the, the last kind of point that we wanted to um, encourage y'all to do is, um, and it's, it's kind of obvious, but I feel like it's something that we really need to consider is, um, you need to share the gospel based on scripture. 
Um, and you need to avoid like trendy statements that, you know, aren't scripturally based. But um, so the way to do this is educate yourself. Um, if you are not confident in sharing the gospel, um, then discover ways um Try to discover and do your research on the ways that you are comfortable with doing that. Practice. Practice on your friends. Practice to yourself and um, kind of come up with, not that there's a set formula. It's different for everyone, but kind of practice like um, what you're going to say while you evangelize and make sure that everything is scripturally scripturally based. Because um, if we alter or change the gospel, then that's not really a gospel at all. And I think that's really important to consider is keeping everything based on scripture and um, God will use that tremendously. Right. And that's just, that's just so true to keep in mind. So you know, got the short bits, how to not do push evangelism and how to do it lovingly. All right. You guys know what that means. That is the missional moment of the week. Uh, and this week we are praying for the Tory people in India. Uh, this is a people group of uh, 942,000 people. Um, and as of this current moment, none of whom know Christ. Um, they're all Hindus. And, and we, we've talked about this before, um, about uh, people groups that, that you know, keep, keep their people together through their religion. And this is another one of those uh, where they... Uh, none of them know Christ because they're not allowed to. Um, and also at the current moment, you know, we, we don't have enough people out uh, sharing the gospel with them, you know, but it's very possible in our lifetime to see, you know, thousands upon thousands of Tories in, in India come to Christ. Um, and so we're going to pray here for, for God to send missionaries to share the gospel with them and that they'd be saved. Uh, so let's talk to the Lord. Dearly Father, we, we we glorify you and we thank you for your uh, for your great word that it that teaches us so much on how to how to be great stewards of this word uh, of this gospel, and I uh, thank you for uh, for those around me who've helped uh, help grow my uh, faith and and being better at sharing this this great news this perfect news. I want to ask that you raise up missionaries to go. Uh, to, to India, to the Tory people, and there, uh, right now, there are 942,000 people um, who, who, at this moment, are on their way to, to eternity away from you. And Lord, I, I ask that you send uh, missionaries who are equipped, uh, who have this gospel in hand, and they, they please uh, uh, speak to these people. Um, when they hear this, this 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 gospel, this good news, please please pierce their hearts with this truth. Um, please soften their hearts, and that uh, please don't harden them to this. Bring, call call somebody to to turn away from sin and turn to you. And I firmly believe that in our lifetime we can we can see these people we can see these people uh, with us. You know, with us in eternity, because uh, we know that we know that from your word. We know that together we'll all be uh, worshiping and praising your name forever and ever. We can't wait for that day. It's in your name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Cool. That's the end of another episode. Thanks for listening. Hey, we also have a shout out. 
Shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out. So this, this is an official shout out this week. Yeah. Uh, last week, we unofficially shouted out Hannah. Well, now, now we, shout out Hannah. Woo! Yay. Shout out. This was so much fun. Thank you guys yeah. for having me. Except when you like took the the microphone while we were taking yeah, a water was, break. That was that was me. What the heck? Yeah. Took advantage of a situation. Maybe she said something productive that our listeners will uh, use to help them out. You know, and maybe in terms of evangelism or whatnot. I don't know. I, I haven't heard it, so I, we'll I don't see. know. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. Let's Just check in. Have to wait and see. But yeah, cool. good deal. Well, thank um, you for listening, Daniel. You, you know how you we. Know oh yeah, you know. Read that verse. Let's do this. Second Corinthians two verse four. For out of much affliction and anguish of heart, I wrote to you many tears, not so that you would be made sorrowful, but that you might know the love which I have, especially for you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bible Belt Bros. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Bible Belt Bros Pod. Ask us questions and tell us how we can be praying for you. Until next time, be blessed in the Lord.